Hey Afronauts, I'm Chelsea Gaiden. And I'm Beatrice Eicher. And we're your hosts for this episode of The Hero's Journey, where we sit down with Black writers in a speculative fiction space. Our hero today is Nick Brooks. Nick is an author and award-winning filmmaker from DC. In 2021, he sold his first middle grade novel series. The first book, Nothing Interesting Ever Happens to Ethan Fairmont, comes out October 4th. His first YA novel, Promise Boys, comes out January 2023. Thanks for joining us today, Nick. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Excited to talk about these books. Yeah, us too. Yes. Okay, so I thought I'd start off with a very important question. Mm -hmm. What is your beverage of choice while you write? (laughs) Um, I'll be honest, usually water or a LaCroix sometimes just to give me a little something, a little extra kick. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, you know what I mean? Because I I just drink water all the time. Unless I'm drinking alcohol, <laughs> I, only, I, I only drink. I only really drink water. I don't really drink a lot of juice. Maybe orange juice. Don't really drink. I don't drink any soda. Like I don't drink soda at all. So sometimes I'll do Lacroix just to feel like I'm an adult and drinking beer or something. But it's really just a little. So LaCroix. no coffee, no tea. I don't drink coffee. No, I don't drink coffee. Um, oh, okay. Sometimes I'll drink tea if, but, but not really. I mean, you know, if it's cold out, I might might drink some tea. But I'm not a coffee drinker, so. Is usually just, I mean, I'm pretty simple. <laughs> mm, Stay hydrated. You know about Nick Brooks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Learning, yeah. learning. Love it. Yeah. At least we know you're hydrated. Yes. Okay. <laughs> hydrated. That's important. I'm always telling Chelsea to stay hydrated. I know. I'm so bad about drinking water, but I, I try. I'm trying I'm to get call you out in the middle of the episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, when and how did you get your writing journey start? Man, it's been a long journey. I mean, I wrote my first like thing in second grade. It was a uh, comic book. It was called uh, Dino Land. And it was literally Dragon Tales before Dragon Tales. It was like about a, a brother and a sister who gets sucked in a sandbox into this dinosaur world. Um, and uh, from there, I kind of started writing music, actually. I was a hip hop artist for a very long time. And then from there, I transitioned into education where I started writing children's books for my, for my young readers. Uh, kindergarten or first grade um I mean I just saw I, I, it started at a really young age for me kind of I just was always drawn to storytelling it didn't help that my dad was like a huge film fanatic and so we would just watch you know movie after movie every every weekend I got to see him we'd go to like Blockbuster or whatever you know what I mean and get a couple movies um and so I've been writing for a while in all kind of different phases but it really clicked in for me probably in I'd say 2015 um when I wonder, maybe it was 25th when I saw Fruitvale Station, which is a film by Ryan Coogler. And I excellent saw Ryan's film. Excellent. Yeah. Film. Excellent, excellent film and, and an excellent filmmaker. You know what I mean? And I, I kind of heard him speak. And it was one of the first times that I connected with a filmmaker at that level where I connected with somebody. And I was like, oh, shit, like, I can make films like that's a that's a thing that I can actually do uh, because this guy, you know, he seen we seem to have similar similar backgrounds. And so um, at that point is when I really, really committed to becoming a screenwriter and I you know got my first screenwriting software and I started writing scripts and then I made my first short film and I applied to USC and da 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 so I say around 2015 is when it really I just was like you know this is what I want to do rap wasn't really working you know what I mean it's like let me let me try see if I can try my hand at this and and then yeah I just been kind of going ever since wow so many different <laughs> mediums yeah, yeah. hip hop <laughs> 
yeah like, let me see if i get it comic books hip-hop yeah. yep tv film, film novels tv novels <laughs> wow storytelling yeah. for real yeah. do you have a do you yeah, have a favorite sorry um <laughs> my favorite to be honest my just favorite is I don't know. It's like your kids at this point, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I've been practicing a lot <laughs> oh. of, isn't it? yeah. but it's hard to hard to pick one. But my first love was definitely music. You know what I mean? Like that mm-hmm. was like I was literally just telling somebody. Somebody asked me. Somebody in the music space was asking me how I keep track of everything, and I was telling them like I can go a whole like I spend my whole day writing books, TV, and films. And when I'm tired, I go to the garage to do music. <laughs> to write music you know what I mean mm, like I can yeah. I can write I, I, that's like a release for me so writing music is like that's fun being in the studio it's, it's a different vibe you know what I'm saying like being in the studio mm. like it's just a whole different vibe creating music so I don't know but I, I'd have to say creating music was my first love writing novels actually is really cool for me because and I'm sure we'll we'll get into this as we continue to talk but it's a little more introspective like like writing tv it's I have to write from my outline it's a little more formulaic, the novel space. And I just started writing novels, right? Like this is my debut middle grade, my debut YA. And I found that it's much easier for me to just sit and kind of like without almost free flow, right? Like I'll have a chapter which which is kind of like my heading or kind of like my theme or whatever. But from there, I'm kind of just going, I'm kind of becoming whoever, whatever voice that I'm sitting in. And I'm literally, it's just thoughts, which I really, really like. It's almost like journaling, you know what I mean? It's just thoughts. Mm -hmm you know, geared towards a particular point, whatever the point of the chapter might be. So I, that was really refreshing. It was something that I don't have in, in screenwriting that I really enjoy about writing, writing novels. But yeah, so I'm all over the place. I mean, I, I like them all. I'd say music is my first love. Novel gives me something that screen, that screenwriting doesn't as far as being able to just like let it come out of me. And then for screen, I think probably my favorite thing about writing screen is being able to write the dialogue. Cause I just think there's, Sometimes there's a difference between the dialogue I'll write for screen and the dialogue I'll write for, for you know, um, that I'm writing in prose. And I think I like the what I'm able to do on screen a little more. What's the main difference between writing dialogue and screen versus prose? Yeah, it's um, an example is I'm, I'm able to, for screen is all for visual, right? So it's like I'm able to call to certain actions that the, like the character might, I might be able to say like the, the character deliver this particular line and I'm, I, I guess I'm just able to to paint more of a um of a map of a road map of, of what's hap- of what you're actually looking looking at whereas in novels which is not a bad thing it's actually a great thing in novels I think it relies a little bit more on the imagination of the reader you know what I mean um to to kind of create their the, the images in their head whereas on screen yeah. as the writer I have a little bit more control of what you're picturing and I think that's because I'm able to do the asides or the stage direction. Um, so I guess it's not technically dialogue, but but it's just within the dialogue, I'm able to really paint the scene, you know, and 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 tell you exactly what to look at. Whereas in in prose, yeah, the dialogue might be the same, but but I'm not able to like control exactly what you see as much, if that makes sense. I don't know if that if that that's clear, but sense. that's yeah. interesting. That is so interesting. Yeah. yeah, you're more in control of the direction when it comes yeah. to screenwriting, whereas on screen. with prose, you're painting the picture and allowing your reader to have- To fill in the gaps. To, to fill, yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, Never thought and, and about because it, like it, could, it could become a little bogged down if I try to do that too much in prose or I'm, mm. it, it could become choppy 
even or you know mm-hmm. what I mean yeah um, whereas in a screen yep. that's kind of the thing it's like boom it's, it, it is choppy it's a choppy form of writing um mm-hmm. but I'm able to control so I, I do kind of like that particularly if I have a very specific vision of how I want you to see the scene whereas mm-hmm. in, in, the, in, in the novel space is like because I know I can't do that I, I'm not tripping on that like I'm not I'm not mm-hmm. I'm I'm letting go of that. I'm because I understand coming into it, I'm not going to be able to do that. So let me just get out, get it out, and then you can take it and do what your imagination will. Which, to be honest, a lot of times is going to be better because you're going to connect to it in a way that only you can connect to it, right? So on screen, you know, I could write something on for screen that you might read, and it's like you might not get it because it's because I'm doing a lot of the 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 play calling. Whereas in 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 a novel it may hit you in a way that I wasn't even trying to hit you because it's, it's being filtered through your own lens. So right. it's all, it's all, it's all very different. Um, and again, I'm and also I'm still learning. I'll add that too. You know what I mean? Like I said, I, you know, I wrote my first two novels two years ago in 20, you know, in 2020 over pandemic. And so I'm also still learning, but that is the, these are the differences that I've seen, I've seen between them. Hmm. You know, that actually makes me think of another question. Do you have an idea of which medium you want to use when you come up with like an idea for a story? Um, that's a great question. Uh, not necessarily. Sometimes, sometimes. I mean, some ideas just lend themselves to like, I feel like they, they just seem so cinematic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like if, I'm, if I have an idea that takes place in space, I don't know, like somewhere where there are these, you know, big set pieces that I, that I already see that. I know are going to be very, very cinematic. I might think, you know, TV, film, because that's a whole nother thing is like, is this an idea for TV or is this an idea for film? That's like a whole nother, a whole nother oh, thing. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, you didn't but... think to ask that question, Chelsea. <laughs> I didn't. I was just thinking like novels versus like no, TV yeah. and film lumped together. I, I, wow. I guess to, okay, I, I think I do have an answer for that. And it goes back to the space that I'm in when I'm writing both. I think when I'm telling a story that's very focused and the lens is narrow, it works better not in, in a novel, right? Because I'm living with the character. I'm just in their thoughts, da, 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 da. If there's like a lot going on, heavy plot, stuff like that, then maybe it might be better for screen. But but the characters that are, because even if you think about books that become TV and film, they usually, they go they go really wide, right? Like that, that whatever that story was, whatever that that small character story that, and I want to, you know, small is not, a, not in a bad way, but whatever that mm-hmm. character, story was in that novel they usually go to screen and they blow everything up they make it really big mm. really cinematic mm-hmm. and so I guess to your, to your question if I think of a story where immediately the scope and the lens is very focused and very narrow it probably is going to be a better book than it would be for then we get one of these meandering films that like only film critics like you know what I mean like it might not make a great film but if it's very big and again cinematic and all of that then it's probably more for screen oh, wow. yeah thanks for your perspective on wow. that I, I really thought of that dropping some knowledge yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah no for sure so before we jump into your books a middle grade sci-fi adventure and a YA thriller murder mystery I wanted to ask you about genre did you approach these stories differently when you started writing them? Uh, like when it comes to genre, like specifically, and mm-hmm. were there different themes or plots or genre conventions you wanted to hit as it relates to genre? Or is genre not a part of your process while you're thinking about it? I, I don't know if you outline or anything, but 
when mm-hmm. you're doing that kind of pre-writing stuff do you think about mm-hmm. genre at all absolutely um i think uh is genre and it's also voice i think are probably the two the two big differences mm-hmm. for me that i found for or writing them um i'm a, like in my heart what i really love to write is mystery as far as like like any type of genre so uh-huh. You know, Promise Boys being a mystery, that was great, right? I know, okay, mystery, I know the particular beats that we want to hit, particular, you know, particular mystery beats that kind of, you know, thinking about the genre informs that. With Ethan, it being middle grade, with it being sci-fi, I kind of approach everything from the lens of, of, of mystery. So even in Ethan, even though it's not a mystery story, there are these beats of, every, there, there are mysterious things happening. Where did this, mm. you know, extraterrestrial friend come from? How do we fix this ship? Who are these? There, I don't know if you all have got anything, or you know, if you if you read it or anything. But there's this mysterious bad guys, right? So there's still mm-hmm. like some of these mysterious plot elements that I try to lace in there, just because my mind thinks in like mystery. But other than that, I'm not sure I approach them. Like I said, I think the bigger thing for me was the voice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like going into Promise was very very particular about the voice um versus going into Ethan it was like again very particular like going into Ethan I think of even Stevens a lot when I when I'm thinking about Ethan I'm creating a okay. like a like a yeah yeah like a like a because it, it's just a quirky kid who's fun funny you know it's even Stevens was just so funny to me I don't know why it was such a funny show to me it was and, real um, funny it was for real you know what I mean and so um so the voice I was very like intentional about Ethan's voice um and then with promise again I was just very intentional so I think like when I'm thinking about at least for these particular books it was more about the voice and the tone for me that were like the really really the genres for each because they were just so different I feel like however I approached each was kind of just happened organically it's not something that I like had top of mind necessarily you know what I mean um but more but more definitely like the voice and the tone was something that was top of mind for me mm-hmm. yeah we touched on it briefly but can you tell us more about like your writing process like how how do you plan how do you do you do pre-writing like I'm just yeah, curious yeah yeah I do a lot of outlining love to outline um sometimes I'll do like a scene dump like I just know like these are scenes that I know have to be like just have to be here and then as I'm outlining I might like sort you know I used to teach kindergarten so sorting is like a big a big thing but like I'll go mm-hmm. back into my scenes and kind of sort some of the things I know we need to have into wherever they need to be in the outline. And, uh, and then sometimes again, with the, with the kind of like free flow is like, I know, okay, this chapter. And that's why this, again, that's what I love about novels is that you can take a chapter and just focus on one. Like you don't have to worry about moving so fast. Like you do for screen. Like it can just be a chapter about, you know, how Ethan, you know, feels bad about being a bad friend towards Kareem. I could just write a whole chapter on that. And just those emotions that he's feeling, and I can just internalize that and then just, and just write, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's hard to, and just like, let it, yeah. let it come out. He's just, because he's just talking to himself about how he really messed up, how he really wasn't a good friend. And then whatever story piece, whatever, like, however that connects to the idea is going to give him about how to fix this ship. You know, I make sure I, that lands really hard at towards the end of the chapter. You know, I just know those things mm-hmm. and then I can just kind of go in and, and just go for it. So, but definitely a lot of outlining, um, for promise for promise promise was really interesting because a lot of the a lot of the like the first half of the book are all different perspectives like in their take on what happened in the school so again 
that was really fun for me because I just got to like jump into all these different characters and and just and just write. You know, that, that didn't take a ton of outlining, basically the first half of Promise. The outlining really came in when it was the second half of the mystery. How are the kids gonna solve this mystery? Um, which again is like, that's what I do. I do mystery writing. So that was really fun. Um, and just, yeah, and I just come up with an outline and and right from that, you know what I mean? But that's that's definitely a part of it. I think research is another part, another big piece of it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm from DC and I still had to do a lot of research about the different neighborhoods in DC and the different bus routes. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. so I think I think research is another big part of it. Um, research, outlining, rewriting, you know what I mean? That's an, obviously is like writing and then sending it off, getting your notes, getting your feedback and then going in to rewrite. Um, I think those are probably the three big components of it. It's like the research, the outlining, and the rewriting. Mm. Well, that's what yeah. you said about researching. Because I, so I primarily write like horror and Southern Gothic. Yeah. Set in my, around my hometown area of East Tennessee. Yeah. And even I have to do so much research every time I start in, in the middle of a project. Yeah. Because there's so much that goes into it. And I think, I love that you said that. About, no it is about researching yeah yeah when you want it to be authentic and you want it to you know what I mean and you want it, especially if you're from a place and you're writing about a place you want the people mm-hmm. from that place to know that you're coming from that yes, place that was always <laughs> a thing like I know yeah. people like people from like New York are always like this story is not like for real yeah. living in New York and that was always been my like fear that I'll yeah. write a book set in Tennessee and then Tennesseans will be like I don't know what this shit was this was not, <laughs> not what I thought it was <laughs> yeah and you're like but I'm from here you know oh um, I'm sorry yeah. I tried my best yeah but yeah. you gave me a great a great segue actually because I wanted to talk about uh Ethan Fairmont okay. so can you give us a little bit of a pitch and, and everything yeah sure uh, so Ethan is about a young inventor, um, outcast, who stumbles upon a spaceship from an extraterrestrial friend. And um, when he realizes the the danger that not only his friend, but his neighborhood is in, he works with that friend to fix his spaceship and send him on the way home. Um, and in the midst of all of that, um, he's having to deal with being a young kid and um, and you know, the relationships between him and the friends, like the other quirky friends in his neighborhood. So that's that's kind of like a quick pitch. <laughs> Sorry yeah. to ask you to do another pitch, but can you yeah. give us a pitch for a promise voice? Sure, promise is, promise is, is easy. It's um, basically uh, three boys are suspected for the murder of their principal and they must work together to, to solve the crime, uh, to clear their name. Hmm. <laughs> So concise, like wow, wow. Yeah, so yeah. Concise. That, that's high concept, right? I think yes, high I concept, think this yeah. is the most concise pit, one of the most concise pitches I've I've heard. So kudos <laughs> I, I, I practice that. a lot of it. I practice a lot of that with the on the TV, like being able to just you know mm. elevator pitch, as they say, just being able to high concept. Mm-hmm. What is you know what's the what's the engine, <laughs> and yeah, that's the. the What's it's a good skill to have yeah that's yeah great. the engine the engine what's driving the story and oh that's for, good that's yeah, beautiful for, <laughs> yeah yeah Look for that. ethan you know that's what's driving the story him trying to get his friend back home and for promise is them trying to solve this murder those are those are the those are the engines you know um and of course we got all these other character things that go into it but the thing that hooks you the hook you know mm-hmm. that's probably that's probably what people use more than engine is like hook what's the hook, the hook. and that's yeah, yeah. I actually, so I just started, you can't see because. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, see, I just I see. started reading 
Okay, uh, Ethan Fairmont. Okay. I'm on the seventh chapter, okay. and I'm already real interested in this robot. And <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to say, like, I, well, I wanted to ask you about like robotics and tech and everything. Do you, yeah. do you do a lot of research on that kind of stuff, or is this more like a fantastical type of a version of you know it's what I mean? More like, I'd say it's more fantastical for sure. Um, okay. It's more it's more fantastical and it's less to be is less to be taken as literal as you know what I mean as Ethan is like yeah so it's, it's <laughs> yeah, not it's like more, hard sci-fi it's yeah. more of like for sure for okay. sure for okay. sure that's yeah. good information yeah yeah okay so yeah we're really excited about Promise Boys too the YA thriller and Absolutely. you developed that one with um with Kate Creative um Absolutely. so is there like, what can you tell us about that experience with working with the book packaging? Yeah, yeah. Actually, both of them were developed with Kate Creative. Actually, oh. Ethan, more than, more than Promise, even. Um, and so what happened, I mean, not a ton to tell. I mean, Danielle is great. She's from D.C. Um, she heard about me through, uh, I think, maybe her book agent. And her agent heard about me through, like, another writer. And they knew that I kind of did the mystery thing. I'm a Black guy. I do you know, black stuff. <laughs> and, and so we met and she was like, yo, what's your background? And I told her, you know, like, hey, I, I, was, a, I was an educator. I went to film school, da, 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 da. And I think a lot of my story is what attracted like all of these particular people who helped me get this made to, to me, right? It's like all the different things that I've been able to do or not been able to do, but like the different things that I do, you know, the different, like the fact that I'm was an educator or the fact that I'm also writing TV or the fact that I'm also directing movies. Like they were like, oh, this is an interesting person maybe, right? And, mm -hmm. and maybe somebody that we don't always see write books, especially particularly my background being a rapper, like all of this stuff yeah. was just, yeah, it was just like, oh, this, this, this guy is this maybe somewhat interesting. Um, and so she was like, well, what, what, if you could write anything, what would, you know, what would it be? And I was like, yeah, you know, I wanted, I like writing murder mysteries. And she was like, well, you were an educator. Like, would you ever consider writing a murder mystery that took, took place in a school? I was like, 100%. And also, just to give you, like, it's really close to my, to my, because, like, when I, before I got into the, the classroom formally, I was working with, like, at-risk boys. I was, I was pushing into the, I was working with this program called uh, Concerned Black Men. And we were working with Black boys in D.C. who were, you know, considered at-risk, whatever that, whatever that means, um, who were having trouble in traditional classrooms. And so, a lot of this comes from, like, my experience. And, it was kind of like, yo, I think, I think you should write that. And so Danielle was, she, she was just instrumental in like, again, I had, I had never, both of these were my first novels. So she, you know, made sure I had an editor before we even took it out, you know, before we mm -hmm. even took it out to town. Like I, she made sure I had an editor um, to give me notes and give me thoughts. I was able to work with her agent, you know, who was like one of the top agents in the business. You know what I mean? It's like all of these people who were able to like kind of step in and, and be like, yeah, well, will help you well you know it's, it's almost more of a of a launch pad than it is packager for for mm. cake in particular i'm not sure how all, all the other ones work because again I'm, I'm more new to it but i would say cake was more like a launch pad than a, than a packager uh, at least for me um it really just gave me like all the resources i needed um to like not only just get the book sold but like the editor is one of cake's editors so they were like you know making everybody was like making sure i was in good hands you know what i mean and making sure i, mm. I could put my best foot forward so um, yeah, I thought it was, it was a great experience. 
Yeah, that's great um, to hear. You know, I mean, yeah. it's hard to break into the rag industry. So having some kind of support. A cosign. From... It was a, yeah. it was a cosign. Like it was, yeah. a, it was a huge, co it was like the biggest cosign, which to be honest, I didn't know. Like, I'm going to just be real. I didn't know. Like when she first hit me, I'm just like, okay, cool. Like, <laughs> all right, Danielle. <laughs> I, I didn't even know who Danielle was. You know what I'm saying? I don't know who this yeah. is. Wow. Like, I'm, just like, I, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to write. Like, because 2020, you know, I graduated from, from film school in 2020. And so pandemic hits you know i'm like what am i doing i'm out here in la like you said it's expensive you know what I'm mm. saying? Like, i gotta figure something out so i just was writing 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 and yeah it was just a huge cosign and is exactly what kind of got us over got us over the threshold so mm. yeah. would yeah. you say that because i i know you said that you know danielle found you through a colleague who found you through a colleague who found you and like so on would would you say that like part of that was branding like your branding of yourself and that's how people yeah. became like aware of you you know I, i'm maybe unintentionally but not but certainly not because because i'm not sure i had a brand necessarily like um other than this person does good good work like literally mm. i mean you know what i'm saying no bullshit that's that's a great i mean that's that a great yeah, i would be happy with that that's, <laughs> that's how i want to be known yeah yeah <laughs> right? yeah you know what i mean like i think that was and that, again, that's just word of mouth, right? Like somebody mm -hmm. that I worked with was like, yo, this dude like does good work. Like he can actually, and then they told somebody like, man, you should meet this kid. He, he can really write. And then they said, yo, you should meet this kid. He, he does good work. So that was mm -hmm. to your question. It was like, maybe, like maybe that was part of it. Um, but I certainly, but beyond that, I kind of just come how I am. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. it's, I didn't do a ton of like branding necessarily other than mm -hmm. just like showing up you know, just showing up and just, just organic, and just Love organic, it. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, just, and then, and then also, also, I think it's like the hustler thing too. Like probably that was a piece of it. Like not only does this kid do good work, but like they're hungry. hungry. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm that's saying? That's what because I was going to say. They're hungry. It's hungry. Yeah, hungry. Yeah. Because like any, anybody like a, like a, like a launch pad, basically somebody like a Kate that's willing to put their stamp on you got to know that like, you're going to take it and like, go get like, you know what I mean? They don't want to, they don't want to mm -hmm. probably give all these resources, expose you to all of these people and then you and then you fumble, right? Which is not yeah. to say that mistakes don't happen or cause because you know, I don't necessarily look at like a mistake as a fumble. I, just just like checking out or dropping the ball or not getting stuff in on time. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. always I was always good about deadlines and just making sure I was always on top of it. Basically showing and proving. Like I was like, yo, and I think that was maybe part of the brand thing too is like not just doing good work, but like, but yeah, being like just being, you know, being a hundred on it. That's great. Yeah. And you know, it's like some people get really focused on brand and how they're perceived, but like yeah. being able to back it up, like that's what's the most important to that's me. Probably, like, yeah, it's probably yeah. the most important is that you can. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And it's, it's the harder part, you know what I mean? And it's definitely the brand, brand, the word brand is interesting because like, again, coming from a space where, or, you know, there was a time in my life where I really believed I was just going to be a big rapper. Like, that's literally mm. what I was like. That's all it is for me is rap. Like, that's what I'm, which 110% brand and image and all of that. Is, mm -hmm. And to be honest, that's the part I could never get into. You know, that's the part I could just never oh. get into, which is why I, I think a lot of the, my trajectory as far as in, in music was what it was. Because I just couldn't get it. I just didn't know how to brand myself. I really wasn't into like being a the whole brand the brand thing yeah. just always throws me mm, off you think it was social like, media 
No, not necessarily. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. So, so that's part of it, but it's just like, I don't know. It's, again, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother combo. Mm. The idea, like hip hop is just like, it's, it's so, it's so specific. It's so like the way it's been commodified has been, mm-hmm. has, has, has made it to be viewed like one way. And so you kind of have to fit in like certain quadrants. Mm. It's just, okay. it's just a weird, it's a weird, it's a weird game. Right. And, um, but with writing books, of course, you could do whatever, you know what I mean? Because even on this mm-hmm. side, sometimes I'm like, all right, I can't say certain things or I got to make sure I talk. You know, it's always it's always mm-hmm. like lines you got to walk because it's hard to just kind of be who you are, depending on where. Because, you know, I could be in books, I could say the wrong thing on stage and all of a sudden, you know, mm-hmm. now the book world is like, oh, who is this guy? You know, yes. it, 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 it could get messy anywhere. Mm-hmm. So I guess all that to say, I hate brand like i hate the idea of <laughs> okay of wow to, of, of needing to needing needing to fit in a box i don't like i don't like the idea of that but um but again that's a whole that's just me like that's a whole nother conversation okay yeah. well yeah. let me ask you this who yeah. is your favorite hip-hop artist well i have a top five and it's funny because like okay the, the, the quick answer is dmx that would be oh, like my okay yeah okay. yeah yeah dmx would be like my all-time like my all-time favorite you got DMX Hove, you got, and then you got like Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I really liked uh, Lupe Fiasco. You know oh, what I'm saying? Um, this is a great yeah. list. <laughs> this yeah, is yeah, a great yeah. list. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, approve. Are, yeah, All yeah, hits, no are, misses. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Those are like those are some of my some of my guys. Um, and then you have like the kind of you know that's like all time. Then you got the people I yeah. like like in this moment. Like who's who do I like in this moment? And it's much different than those guys but you know, again obviously like you got k-dot you got or you know you got kendrick drake j cole those are kind of mm-hmm. like unanimously the the three big dogs and i really like schoolboy q um mm-hmm. i like travis scott you know what i mean um and of course you got kanye uh mm-hmm. which is a whole other thing so it's like you know it's <laughs> but, but but all but yeah. but all but all time favorite and probably most influential is like i'd say dmx yeah Mm. I think it's important to separate them into like almost like generations, like the, exactly, yeah. the newer generation versus the I won't yeah. say older, but you know, classic. I, I don't know, not classic. classic? I like I classic. I, li- I don't know. I like classic. I think that's important distinction though, because yeah, I think you shouldn't confuse like J Cole and DMX or something like they're just it's different generations, literally. I I agree. I agree. It's it's hard to. It's like basketball. It's like the the conversation of basketball where you got like mm-hmm, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, but then you got Jordan, but then you got Kobe, then you got LeBron. Yeah, it's like, can you really it's put them like, all? You, can't, in, mm-hmm. you know, separate, Muhammad Ali yeah. and Mike Tyson. How can you like just? But but overall though, like for me, DMX was just like I don't know. I think that was that was the moment where I realized uh, rap could be something that you express yourself through. It wasn't just mm-hmm. like, I don't know, for me, DMX is something is a quality he had about his music that was very emotional. And I think mm-hmm. at the time being a kid and hearing, I don't know, whatever it was, that's, that's what drew me in. But, but, um, but yeah, like I said, that's a whole, that's a whole nother, we could, we could have a whole nother podcast could, about rap. Yes. Okay. <laughs> do you want to bring it back to writing? Yeah. Let's, let's <laughs> okay. Cause I yeah, could yeah. talk about that for a minute. Okay. Bringing it back to writing. As you are about to debut with Nothing Interesting Ever Happens to Ethan Fairmont, could you talk to our listeners about being Black in the film 
and or the book industry? Do you have any words of advice or wisdom or interesting stories to tell? Yeah, it is. I mean, being Black in this space, I mean, it's, what can I say about it? Obviously, just like every other system or industry or what have you, you know, um, there's not a, there's not a ton of us like calling the shots, you know what I mean? Um, so I think it's important to like collaborate, you know what I mean? Um, it's important to like build alliance with each other, you know, entering the film space. I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't have any, like, I don't have any like crazy stories or, or anything, but just from what I've noticed is, is, is the same thing that I've noticed in everything else. Like that's, that's the best way I can say it. You know, it's no, it's no, it's literally no different. Like, and whatever you're doing is the same thing is, you know, not a lot of us calling a shot. So um, it's important to just like, when we see each other to like build with each other, you know what I mean? And to like, mm-hmm. and what, and, and it's important to, um, if you're somebody who's just starting, whether it's trying to get into writing books, trying to do film, da, 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 like, just like keep practicing your craft because I think another piece of it, at least I can speak from my own experience. Sometimes we become, I became, there were, there were times where when I would see black people who are doing their thing and I try to reach out and, and I may feel like, man, like I'm, I'm not really getting the response that, you know, I'm not feeling like they trying to just put me on, you know what I mean? Like we got to understand mm-hmm. too, that I kind of see the other side of it now, basically, you know what I mean? And it's, it's like, because there are so few of us um, and we only get, we get limited number of opportunities. We kind of have to like be strategic in how we take our shots. Um, and we have to make sure that we get to a certain place to gain a certain amount of leverage to like pull, to, to pull more people along. So if you, so all that to say, if you are black and you're trying to get into anything entertainment related and you're feeling like, I'm not feeling like I'm able to collaborate with like the people that I'm trying to collaborate with, um, and Issa Rae said this, I, you know, I heard her say this one time, just make sure that you're trying to collaborate with the people that's like, you know what I mean? Like on your same, kind of on yeah. your same path, on your same journey, because those people who are maybe just like a step or just a couple steps ahead is like, I promise you, well, I can't promise, but at least in my case, it's not all the time that they're, that they're being weird or whatever, you know, it's just like, because it's so limited, um, people are trying to make sure they have the leverage, you know, they get the leverage to be able to, 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 to build the foundation and to build tribe. But just like anything else, it's hard to get there. You know what I mean? And so we just got to stay the course. And I think as long as all of us, to be honest, as long as all of us understand that, like, once we get to that place, it's time to like become like transformers, right? Like we all mm-hmm. click up, like as long as everybody has that mentality, I think we'll be good. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I certainly have that mentality. It's like, it's, it's trying to get to a certain place. And then once I'm in there, then it's like, I can start to destroy things. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? But like, uh, I can't, yes. I, I, mm-hmm. I can't really, can't really do that at the, on the, on the front end of it. So mm-hmm. just be patient, you know, be patient, understand that it, that, you know, and just, and just be thinking like that, be thinking through the lens of community. Um, and, um, you know, whether you're trying to build community um, or you're on the other side, even if you're on the other side of it and you haven't been thinking like that, you should be thinking like, yo, how, yeah, how can I reach back to my community and how can I be pulling people up in my community? And again, if you're just trying to break in, start building your community now, like wherever you're at, start building that community now, because as you come through it, you're going to have an easier time. Because like I said, if you, if you're doing it on a solo, on a solo mission, 
it's just not a not a lot of us are calling the shots and it's just and it's difficult um and then I guess the other thing is like just be your authentic self you know what I mean don't feel like you need to be any one way don't don't need like if you get in a space with all black people don't feel like you and and you feel like for whatever like don't feel like you need to like prove your blackness and if you are if you're in a space with all white people Mm -hmm. don't feel like you need to uh dim your blackness you know what I'm saying just show up as yourself because we all have we all have great stories to tell so Mm -hmm. you know we don't have to we don't have to like play any weird games I love that that's true yeah 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 Yeah. (laughs) Well, I guess we just have one wrap-up question for you. Okay. So who's, okay. we got your, you know, hip-hop rap heroes. Who's mm-hmm. your writing hero? Oh, man, that's a great question. Um, So the book that really I was like, wow, it's not, this is not my writing hero. I'll, I'll tell you somebody else, but I'll just name this because I feel like it's a part of my story. But the first book I read that just was like, man, like this writing just, just really hooked me was um this book called Makes Me Want to Holler by um, this guy called Nathan McCall. Um, and it was like, I guess I guess it was autobiography, but it was written in such a way that was like, it felt like fiction. It was just, it was crazy. Um, from there, I grew to like Walter Mosley, was the, I was a big fan of who does a lot of mystery writing. And I, I started to read Walter's work and that was another person who I think got me into being like, oh my goodness, like, like it made me love books because before that books kind of were boring a little bit, <laughs> you know what I mean? But Walter Mosley really made me love books. And then who else? Um, I really love John Singleton's work. You know what I mean? The the late John Singleton. Mm-hmm. Um, I read some of Jason Reynolds work and I think it's also very powerful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, very powerful. Yeah. Very powerful work. Um, that's some that's somebody I think like more 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 kind of contemporary that I read that I'm like yo and you know it's no it's no coincidence um that I'm connected to it because like Jason's from DC right and mm-hmm. so reading um reading his work it really like hit home for me you know what I'm saying because mm-hmm. um just like and he's a little older than me so I understand like some of the some of the violence that he, at least from some of the stuff I read some of the violence or things that are happening in the city I understand where he's, I understand it. You know what I mean? And so that really, mm-hmm. that really clicked for me. So um, yeah, those are, those are a few, a few of the, the big homies. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And now they're all hits, no misses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but this was great. I really, I really, I really appreciate y'all having me. Oh, we appreciate yeah, it too. So yeah. where can yeah. our listeners find you? Got a website, social media? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the website is just, uh the nickbrooks.com so you know t-h-e nickbrooks.com um twitter is who is nick brooks um instagram is official nick brooks and i think that's the extent of it but if you go to if you go to my website it'll have like my imdb or my you know i have a tiktok i don't really do tiktok but it has it all up there okay you do tiktok i don't yeah i don't really do it but it it has it all up there so um but definitely the nickbrooks.com and you'll find you'll find all of my stuff, uh, YouTube, you know, all all of that. Uh, again, Twitter is who is Nick Brooks, and then Instagram is official Nick Brooks. Okay, yeah. sounds good. Well, yeah. thank you so, so y'all, much. So y'all tap in with me, and and you know, and and stay posted, and we'll we'll continue on this journey. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. But I really appreciate y'all, uh, Chelsea, Beatrice. It's been great, and um, yeah, looking forward to tapping in with y'all.
Yes, for real. Thank you. Thank so you so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. All right, y'all. Peace. Bye. Bye.